Good morning, everybody. Uh, this is Joanna Harcourt-Smith, podcasting for futureprimitive.org. And today I have the great pleasure of having with me Dieter Hagenbach, who is the president uh, and founder of the Gaia Media Foundation. I met Dieter in January in Basel. Actually, Dieter was one of my birthday presents, as my birthday was on the 13th of January. is on that day every year. And um, I met Dieter because I went to the, the LSD Symposium Conference in Basel, celebrating the 100th birthday of our dear Albert Hoffman, our magical, marvelous inventor, Albert Hoffman, which I know most of you uh, are aware of the fact that he um, received uh, the formula uh, for LSD-25. Um, he discovered the formula, received it, and uh, made it what it is today. Uh, Dieter, I would love to know, this conference lasted three days, and uh, it was marvelously organized, And but most of all, it was emotionally poignant and... Uh, and fascinating, and um, it was a gathering of people that I felt was very informative and very healing, a mixture of, um, of a way to make the healing powers of psychedelics official and at the same time very intimate. Uh, first, I'd like to ask you if you could introduce yourself a little bit. Well, good morning, Joanna, um, and um, it's a pleasure talking to you. And, uh, well, introducing myself, um, you already began at the end of my, let's say, career, which was the arranging, the organizing of the uh, international Symposium on LSD, Problem Child, and Wonder Drug last January at the occasion of the 100th birthday of Albert Hoffman before um, I founded the, I established the Gaia Media Foundation in 1993 and that was the time when we already had the plan to organize a symposium on the issue of LSD, but it wasn't at that time the right moment, and it showed that we had to wait for uh, Albert Hoffman's 100th birthday to arrange a symposium, uh, which you really have uh, already described correctly. It was a great success for Albert and for all the many uh, some 2,000 participants. Um, my career is not so um, so uh, important, but uh, 
Uh, I was for a long time, I was a literary agent um, for the last 15 years before I was a publisher and I published a lot, a lot of books in German. The publishing company was named Sinks for Lark, mm-hmm. located in Basel. I published, as you know, most of the books of Timothy Leary, John Lilly, uh, Robert Anton Wilson, also some Alan Watts, and uh, Joseph Campbell. That was my final um, uh, wonderful edition, a uh, wonderful edition, hardbound edition of the Max, Masks of God. Well, all in all, it was about 300 uh, books I published, and at the beginning, I was studying architecture, town planning, and that was my introduction in a in a way in um, trying to see what can we do to um, for a better living for people in towns, in apartments, in countries, in different climates, and so on. And then it developed into more personal issues of the human being and into the consciousness and then later on of course into consciousness expanding and altering human consciousness so that's a rough summary of my life for the last um, 30 uh, 63 years (laughs) yes now um how did you come to want to publish all these fascinating people who um, have brought to light um, enlightenment, a certain way of thinking? How did this come to you, Dieter? Well, uh, it came uh, through books, and I had a few books. Uh, one of them is the, the Morning of the Magicians, uh, Le Matin des Magiciens, en yes. français. Yes. And uh, that was a book which uh, fascinated me because uh, it, uh, I think the... Uh, the, the issue was the um, um, uh, the fantastic realism, the, the realism fantastique, and that showed me that there must be more uh, beyond our mainly intellectual thinking and and living. And so I entered, um, I started to look around, and I discovered that there are issues, topics. Uh, which haven't yet been published in German, basically. And that's when I started with um, uh, a book on tarot. I was republishing Eliphas Levy. I was uh, publishing all books by Gurdjieff. So that was one side. And then, of course, came the other ones, which I already mentioned. So it was mainly all around the various not yet discovered uh, aspects of um, human consciousness. Yes. And if you were to say that there was a very simple link between all these descriptions of consciousness, what would you say? Oh, that's... (laughs) Yeah. 
I know. <laughs> I'm not a philosopher. And I, that I maybe understand. something uh, which comes to my mind is, uh, let's go back to Albert Hoffman, uh, which is a close friend for the last 30 years. And uh, we, I had the, the honor and the pleasure to, to work with him and to publish his uh, book, Insights, Outlooks which he loved very much and which expressed and showed his um, mystical side, his philosophical side. And uh, it's just about a few weeks ago when I visited him again and we walked uh, around his house. He cannot walk so, so much and so for so long anymore at his age. And uh, we walked a small way up to his small bench where he used to sit and look into the Rhine Valley and to meditate. Mm -hmm. And um, he was looking at a very small flower and was asking me, do you see this wonderful flower? Isn't mm -hmm. that a, a miracle? And that reminded me, and uh, I, I can't remember who, who said it, to, that we can see the world in a flower. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the, that's the mystery. Um, it's one of, at least one of the mysteries of life. And right now, at a, at a time when we have access through the Internet to the complete information which has been collected through the millennia, we have access to every information we want. Uh, but at the same time, we are approaching, or I think, or I hope we can approach, a state of mind where we can really see the whole world, the universe, in a single flower. Amazing. Amazing. I mean, that's one aspect, aspect of, uh, of maybe our future life, or I don't know. And I think it's both um, being able to, to understand all and everything, but on the other side also to realize um, that we are nothing but a grain of sand, but again, uh, we are God we can experience the whole world, the whole universe. Yes, yes, yes. And as we, when we, when we uh, started this conversation, the, this conversation, when we checked the communication by phone, um, I was mentioning that uh, in the 60s we had this wonderful song, All You Need Is Love. Yes. Most of the people just thought, well, they are kidding, it's, uh, it's nice, it's funny, and most of the intellectuals laughed at this simple statement, and it's a simple statement as simple as make love, not war. Yes. But when you go into the deeper meaning of it, you just say, well, it's, that's it. And there is nothing to comment on that. Yes. But now back to you. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you, Dieter. Um, this brings me to ask you, would this be this, this awareness of the simplicity and the beauty of the flower and your experience with Albert Hoffman, would this be something that brought you to 
want to spread the understanding of the planet uh, as Gaia. Yes, definitely. I mean, I was... Uh, uh, I encountered uh, James Lovelock and Lynn Margulis' uh, thesis about uh, Gaia and the living organism. And... Um, that's one thing, and but also um, I had so many uh, moments, uh, long discussions and talks and conversations with Albert Hoffman, and he indeed proved to be not uh, really uh, only a uh, natural scientist, and as he said at the conference, and as he said in many interviews around the conference and around his birthday, his great birthday, was saying um, a scientist or a natural scientist who is not a mystic mm-hmm. is not a scientist is not a natural scientist and that's, I think that's again uh, a way to we have to try to look at the at the world yes yes and Gaia is a living uh, organism and uh, just recently, I was visiting a Jeremy Narby because we will have um, him here in Basel for a lecture on his latest book, Intelligence in Nature. And in this book, he in- explains that uh, animals, plants are not just things, obje- objects. They are living beings. They are beings with consciousness. And it's interesting that we needed so much time in our evolution to come to the point where we realize that we are not the, the only uh, thinking or feeling uh, beings on this planet. It's, it's amazing and it's, uh, in a way it's, uh, it's frightening. Um, but as I always say, it's, it's always late, but it's never too late. Yes. And um, there are so many uh, things going on on this planet and I think it's it's never too late, and it's not too late to find ways for a for a symbiotic and uh, hedonistic um, way to live on this wonderful blue planet. Yes, which I think is paradise, and we don't have to look paradise in another world, in another life. Uh, we have it right here. Just when you go out of your door of your home. You are in paradise. You see it and you can see it. And you should see it. Even in a city? Even if a city, a city just reflects the way we live. Or part of uh, our humanity, how they decided to live. Yes. I mean, that's when I started architecture, I realized that's the way we wanted to live. That's the way we do live. And I already discovered uh, ways how we can change it. I had the pleasure to work with kind of psychedelic architects in, in, in London at a, at a special summer session. And it's, it's, uh, it's interesting that uh, these works, were, that was at the end of the 60s, around 1970, mm-hmm. that these concepts uh, are now exhibited at this wonderful exhibition called the Summer of Love, right. which is traveling from the Tate Liverpool to the Kunsthalle Frankfurt, Schern in Frankfurt, and now at the Kunsthalle in Vienna. 
so even in architecture in town planning there was a um, there was a time in the 60s where we, where we where people were thinking about different kinds of of living i want to remind our listeners that um that Dieter's site is www.gaiamedia.org and on the site there are um, many articles that are fascinating and announcements such as the Summer of Love, the uh, movements of the Summer of Love exhibit. So if you want to find out more uh, about what uh, Gaia Media is um, is telling us is around. Well, look into the website. Now, uh, Dieter, I would love to hear a little bit about how what your now that the uh, the beauty of this conference has uh, settled a little bit. Would you speak about your experience with this conference and what it has germinated inside you? Quite a lot. Yes. (laughs) Quite a lot in me as well. (laughs) Quite a lot. And uh, it's, as I say, it's um, um, the idea for such a conference um, is, it goes back to 1993 and uh, finally this January um, it, it became the idea whose time has come as the saying goes mm-hmm. and from the very beginning we uh, incidentally started planning the conference right on the day of the 99th birthday of Albert Hoffman the 11th January um, 2005. Mm-hmm. So we had one year to start the conference, to planning the conference, and the interesting and fascinating and uh, very supporting uh, thing was that wherever we went and presented the idea of having a conference on LSD, um, we received so much positive feedback which we never expected to be so positive and so welcome like uh, the people of the Congress Center they were said ah wonderful that's a very good idea Um, would like to have you here in our place or the hotel the international hotel just nearby which is a five star hotel the manager a lady said oh wonderful I think I have seen uh, Albert Hoffman on TV he's a wonderful person oh wonderful that you are going to have this conference and uh, the same with the tourist office of the city of Basel they were uh, fascinated about the idea so we got support uh, and even the the national airline Swiss uh, became immediately the official carrier. So uh, we were kind uh, amazed to that there is so much support, and we from the very beginning we were optimistic. And by the time more positive feedback came in, and at the end, you have been at the conference from the first second from the opening. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I was in an extremely happy and very happy and kind of um, altered state for at least three days, and it still goes on. Yes. And uh, I, I mean, I, I have been the, the organizer, but still I can say I haven't seen so many happy and uh, happy faces uh, for a long time, for the three days, and uh, I received so much, um, so many thanks, and from so many people, it was just, uh, just it was just great, and all the speakers were happy, and um, yes, what else can I say? And on the other side, it's now it's we are planning a next conference, but uh, everybody will say, but how can you top that? And uh, well, that's again a thing we do not want to top anything because uh, yes, that's <laughs> you right. cannot top it. It has been a very special conference, and uh, also very special because of the wonderful man of the mountain, Albert Hoffman, yes. and his really groundbreaking discovery or um, the LSD. And that was also something at the conference. Um, the, the main issue was LSD, but we, uh, when working on the on the uh, on the conference on the different issues and lectures and panels. Uh, we, we, we realized that how much LSD has, has, um, done in the world, has, um, created and have changed, and has changed and still goes on. And it basically, it's through LSD, it's the, that it's kind of a rediscovering the, the importance of psychoactive substances. That's right. So. Yes. Well, I have to say the conference changed my life and uh, how did it change my life? It, it, in, it increased my sense of community which incidentally our, our audio site Future Primitive is about. It's about um, discovering ways to be in community together and uh, to be in viable societies together. Um, when would the next conference be? Well, we, it's not quite officially, but we scheduled a next conference for Easter 2008, which is from 21st to 24th March in 2008. Eight, and uh, we hope to be able to uh, to create and to offer another um, wonderful conference and to have the same feeling and, and to create the same feeling as we have had um, at the last conference and as you said it's uh, so many people came in to me and said, well, uh, we, I didn't, I didn't recall, I didn't remember that this feeling of, of co community that we are kind of, you know, that all these wonderful people could meet um, at this place for celebrating, of course, celebrating Albert Hoffman, but also celebrating um, a different kind of how to look at life and at planet 
well, after all, have not another look at uh, on Gaia. And um, we don't know yet about the about the topics, but we think it will be around. Um, the main issues will be the revival of psychedelics and what that means. It means a lot. It means really a breakthrough in understanding life and getting rid of all the um, of all the the head stuff of all the intellectual guidance uh, we are suffering uh, right now because most of the things happening now are is um, we would call we would have called that mindfuck yes, <laughs> if yes. you if you allow yes and yes we will cool. also talk about the resurgence uh, and the return uh, of shamanism uh, which of include which of course includes psychedelics meditation uh healing and a different look on all the living beings on this planet and that nature is a, is a is a living uh, part um, on the or is is the living thing on this on this on this planet, and finally we're trying to to talk to have talks about reenchanting the world. And I think that's what we need. We need to be able again to enjoy our lives because I think that was the basic idea of creation that we enjoy nature and that we enjoy creation and that we enjoy the flowers and the the trees and the the lands and the the seas and I think when you recall um, the the essence of what Albert Hoffman has um, said to the audience is that uh, we should really we should really be aware or become aware of the wonders the beauty of nature and the wonders of creation and it should be every person should be really ashamed of how we treat our other beings human beings animals plants uh, with the violence we are you know putting on them exactly. we should in a way and you know we know we could stop now. We could stop doing all this now. And we could change now. And the question is, why don't we do it? And then we realize all this mindfuck. <laughs> that's right, that's right. And then we are back to psychedelics, which allowed us in... Of course, we are talking then about rituals, we are talking about sacred uh, substances like Albert Hoffman has always say LSD is a sacred drug and only to be used in a well protected ritual in a well organized and well placed set and setting and then we can really benefit of the of the of the deep impact of uh, of, of, uh, of a psychedelic experience Something that uh, Albert Hoffman said that really touched me is um, that he says that the uh, the border, the, the frontier between uh, Switzerland and France, which actually uh, goes through his property, he says 
that that border is an acorn. And I just think that's wonderful. <laughs> yes. We, we crossed this border many times. Yes. <laughs> and a funny, a funny little story is yes. that the the community where Albert lives in this small village near Basel, um, they presented him as a gift for his 100th birthday, a new bench. Um, um, one, two minutes um, away from his home, from his house, mm-hmm. where he had this old bench where he could look down to the into the valley. Mm-hmm. And they built him a new bench with an inscription uh, for the 100th birthday of Albert Hoffman. And half of the bench is in Switzerland, and the other half of the bench is in France. That's wonderful. So... Uh, it's absolutely wonderful. And I had the pleasure to sit with him on this bench for the first time, also for him, a couple of months ago. I'm, I'm So when he sat on this bench the first time, you sat with him? When that was? Uh, yeah. That was a couple of months. That was about three months ago only. You know what, what really, um, what I feel when I hear you talking about Albert Hoffman and, um, and your perception and the perception that was shared by so many people at the conference, the perception about LSD, I just feel a lot of tenderness around it. What is your perception of tenderness, Dita? Well, tenderness is is um, is very near for me to to love, to unconditional love and and compassion and and surrender and acceptance and um, in in enjoying in enjoying life and when you when you when you think about what is life then you realize it's such a delicate uh, thing. I don't know what other expression one Delicate. Uh, no, delicate, yes, but it, life is not a thing. Life is a, a state of being. Mm-hmm. And being alive, when you think about being alive and be, having the, uh, the gift of being alive, or, uh, yes, to be yeah. on this planet and be alive, um, then I feel a kind of tenderness and, uh, and gentleness and uh, love yes. and compassion. But that goes has a lot to do with psychedelic experiences, has a lot to do with meditation and being quiet and just listening to yourself and listening to the universe and listening to what it tells you. Of course, yes. Now, do you feel that, um, speaking of gentleness, do you feel there is a a softening in terms of um, politically and um, 
and in the medical profession, in the scientific professions, about using uh, psychedelic plants or LSD for healing? I think um, there is still both. There is still the strong uh, opposition against all of this, uh, against psychedelics, uh, against shamanism, against um, um, freeing ourselves from the from the uh, from the chains of uh, our terrible life because it's uh, I don't know if it's capitalism if it's greed if it's the need for power if it's the the male dominance and all these um, uh, issues uh, which are uh, which are forming our present life that's one thing but when you look closer and that's Finally, the um, one of the goal, one of the major goals of, of my foundation is to to look at the bright side of the planet, to look for the good news we are experiencing and hearing and reading every day, and the positive developments. And um, that's what I already mentioned that we so were surprised to receive so much positive. Uh, feedback when we started announcing this LSD uh, conference because LSD still has a kind of a stigma it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's the, the, the three words for the most evil thing yes. and the man who promoted it so, so deliberately uh, which you know very well yes. uh, Timothy uh, Leary was um, the um, most wanted criminal in in the United States and basically when you already at that time America was kind of uh, dominating the world so he was the number one criminal of the world and the most dangerous man in the, the world most, uh, the most dangerous man and that exactly shows the impact of uh, of uh, what can a psychedelic experience do what happens now is that we have this kind of revival of psychedelics and uh, the first time this expression or this uh, this thing was mentioned was I think in uh, in, the, in the new scientist or in the scientist with which, which, which is a uh, well respected uh, scientific journal that means we we go back to psychedelics by by science and by um, therapeutical application or medical application, which I think is okay. But we, I just um, read about an article of John Beresford, uh, who says, well, that's uh, that's good, that's an interesting thing, but we should be careful not to uh, focusing or. Um, Reducing the uh, the value of psychedelics or the psychedelic experience uh, on on medicine, so uh, the medicalization of psychedelics. So I think um, it's okay when we go this way for the moment, but I think we have to find 
because then it's still within the uh, impact of, of of present of, of present day life of the present day understanding of how we can use these psychedelics. Okay, we can use it maybe under immense uh, restrictions. We can use it for a couple of people in a hospital with uh, anxiety problems or. Uh, or other states, uh, we we can use it in, in, in medicine, but it doesn't really um, shows the the huge uh, possibilities uh, of of psychedelics as we have found out back in the sixties. Yes, something that uh, that Timothy, who Timothy Leary, who was definitely a scientist. Uh, used to emphasize very strongly is that it is about evolving the brain out of circuit four, which is the socio-economical mindset, to the state of ecstasy. And so maybe that's some of what you're talking about when you say not to get stuck in the medical aspect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. You published Timothy Leary's books in German, and um, at this time there is a uh, biography of Timothy Leary that is out that, um, that, that is very cruel. And um, when I gave an interview to the author 11 years ago, actually, um, I never, of course, I didn't know that he would write it in um, in a way that's cruel and somewhat stupid, and I want to qualify the stupid uh, here. What I mean by that is n- not focusing on the actual scientific contribution of Timothy Leary, which is amazing. Could you speak a little bit about that in light of the new book that came out? Well, um, I haven't read the new book. Well, you know what? I haven't read it either, (laughs) and I'm not going to. (laughs) I haven't read it. A couple of friends uh, commented uh, or informed me about the book, and... uh, uh, incidentally, there are two things. That w- there are only two things I would like to comment. Is that one thing is that Ralph Metzner has uh, written a short uh, reply or a short comment to this um, biography by this Mr. Greenfield. I think that's the one you're talking yeah. about, yeah. and which came out in June, as uh, far as I remember, this year. Uh, that's one thing. And another comment is by Paul Krasner, which I really admire as well, mm-hmm. uh, the former publisher or editor of The Realist. Um, and uh, you will find the short comment of uh, Ralph Metzner as well as the comment of Paul Krasner on our website, GaiaMedia.org. And to bring it on, on, on one point is that Timothy Leary himself has said to, um, to other people who, 
obviously didn't understand um, his view, well, you get the Timothy Leary you deserve. <laughs> and I think that's the only answer you can give to this uh, person who obviously really um, wrote um, a completely inappropriate uh, biography of uh, Timothy. I can't say more, as I didn't, because I didn't read the book. Thank you, thank you. And I want to say at this time that there is another book coming out, and it's a book by John Higgs. Wonderful. I have surrounded America. Yes, I have America surrounded. I have America, I have America surrounded, yes. yeah. Yes, and it, it'll be out in, uh, in September in the United States, and it is out in, um, in England. Very good. Yes, I have. I have placed it, the information about John Hicks also on our website. You find it all there already. Good. And I think it's uh, with a forward by Vinona uh, Ryder. Exactly. I look forward to that book. <laughs> yes, um, of course. I, I've read that book, and uh, it's a good book. Dieter, um, a little housekeeping. Would you speak um, a little bit about um, what people can find on your website and um, that will encourage them to go there? It's another uh, difficult question because it's a, a question which I pose uh, myself every day. Um, it's it's subtitled uh, from the bright side of uh, our planet, which is um, uh, after the the dark side of the moon. I wanted to have news and uh, information about the bright side of the planet, um, based on the fact that we are bombarded every day with uh, bad news from all over the world. Mm -hmm. But I realized that um, all the time, but uh, maybe especially since the 60s, I'm not glorifying the 60s, but uh, I think especially since the 60s, um, so many good things, so many good developments have uh, come up, have appeared, and uh, I mean... Um, not last when I look at your website and what you and John Lash are doing, promoting, writing, informing about. It's it's um, it's just wonderful, and it's uh, it's always a pleasure to uh, find out that there is there is still this uh, this uh, sophisticated grassroots movement and there is so much pleasure there is so much love and there is so much different um, views of how we could live and um, love on, on this planet and that's in a way basically the the background of um, how I select my the news I'm placing on on our website and um, news showing links to other sites like yours and mm -hmm. so on. And um, it's also to, to, to connect uh, new ideas with new people and people with people and uh, 
showing them that there is a an alternative to the present state of um, of the planet, to the present state of humanity, and that um, that we need to be informed, that that we need to get informed about all these wonderful things going on because when you don't see it and when you read the traditional newspapers, the traditional TV channels, you end up in a very in deep depression. In a detox cure. <laughs> so, exactly. So, I mean, that has been, I think, um, a drive um, in all my life to um, to find out in, um, uh, things or news or developments and directions for what has been lately called for a better world. And we desperately need a better world and we deserve a better world. And I think that was the basic idea <coughs> of evolution. But on the other side, everything which goes on now, everything which is existing now is evolution is part evolution so it's not that I can see it if I and, and that I don't accept it I accept the world and my life as it is in every moment mm -hmm. and I realize that every human being is just doing its thing its its work or mm -hmm. its life or mm -hmm. its living its life and that's the that's the uh, what's called it that's that's life. So, uh, but the more we're doing things, um, going into a more peaceful direction, in a more loving and uh, uh, symbiotic uh, with Gaia direction, the more we have the chance to uh, find back into paradise. Thank you, Dieter. I, I feel this might be a good moment to bring this delicious conversation to, uh, to a close for now. So I'll ask you if there's anything you would like to add. No, I mean, uh, we could go on and on and on and on <laughs> and we would find more aspects and but basically um, i think um, i have said what i what i'd love to say and uh, it's just that i love life that i love our wonderful blue planet and that i did realize it's paradise and that we have to find ways and that we have to support ways um, helping people helping uh, everybody to, to live a sane and loving and nice life and I think that's what you are doing as well and that's what I'm trying to do and that's what I'm going to try also to do in the future with our website, with our newsletter and with our next symposiums or conferences and I hope you will come again and I contribute I will, I will <laughs> And after all, thank you very much for the uh, for this wonderful conversation and uh, for the opportunity to uh, talk about not only myself but basically about uh, <coughs> the Gaia Media Foundation and its uh, goals. Well, um, I will. I'll close now with great gratitude 
and uh, remind everybody that um, you can um, you can enjoy more of this at uh, www.gaiamedia.org. This is Joanna Harcourt Smith with Dieter Hagenbach. Um, see you later on the web.